Hello. Welcome to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. This is Wednesday, April 29th. We are almost at the end of April and hopefully, prayerfully, we'll be out of quarantine by Monday, May 4th. I like Twitter. I don't post much on Twitter, but I do use it for a news source. A few days ago, one of my acquaintances on Twitter posted the latest from Russell Moore on my timeline with the question, have you seen this? And I hadn't because I don't follow Russell Moore on Twitter. You remember Russell Moore, right? He's the head of the ERLC, the Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. This is an organization started by Southern Baptist to protect religious freedom back in the 1940s. Today, it has morphed into a left-wing, anti-Trump, all-things social justice propaganda machine. I blame Russell Moore for the really big changes, but it's all the powers that be that stand complacently by and watch a good thing go terribly wrong. I'll admit I've done more than my fair share of complaining about Russell Moore. I've done podcasts about him and blogs describing and listing his extreme anti-biblical speeches and op-eds. After three years of Southern Baptist membership, my husband Daryl and I had to leave the denomination because we just couldn't justify SBC requiring 3% of each member church giving to the ERLC for support. I personally couldn't continue in good conscience to give a single dime to support the ERLC or J.D. Greer, SBC's president. So we left, and I've tried to put all things SBC behind me. But then my Twitter pal posted Russell Moore's most recent tweet on my timeline, and I thought my head was going to explode. Let me go back a bit. Since quarantine, I've asked God to give me creative and meaningful ways to reach out to my community and friends and to encourage folks that God is still good that we must literally keep our eyes on Jesus. Turn your eyes on Jesus. That's the only hope in this kind of uh, pandemic, in any crisis. So I started a prayer post on my Nextdoor app with over 300 people responding, asking for prayer, and so many promising to join in and pray too. It's been a wonderful experience to connect with my neighbors, and to intercede on their behalf. It's actually a privilege. Right after quarantine was announced, I woke up one morning with a burning desire to start an online Bible study via Facebook Live. I posted an announcement, and the first Bible study, the Book of Ruth, had over 70 women from around the world join in. The second study, we did Four Minor Prophets, We had over a hundred members. It's been incredible to hear their stories and to watch as women engage in the word of God. And they found it that really helped in our peculiar and strange times. I have loved every minute of it. It's been good for all of us to be in the word of God, reading and studying and discussing God's faithfulness during perilous times. And this is what Hebrews means when the writer declares, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And it's in times like these that we have to simply look for them. As we studied the minor prophets, my heart grieved as Joel, Haggai, Nahum, and Habakkuk described their religious leaders of the time. Complacent, vain, 
ungodly and not turning the people's hearts to God or his temple. Disobedient and self-absorbed, these priests led the nation of Judah down a path of death and destruction and ultimately judgment. These ungodly priests demonstrated what is known as the trickle-down effect of leadership. For good or bad, the thing is real. It's a real principle. I see it in our churches today as pastors open their pulpits to sports heroes with no real Christ-centered testimony, teaching philosophy instead of the Bible, and spouting Marxist critical theory as if it was something Jesus would do or practice. Grieving is the word that constantly comes to mind. So, back to Twitter and poor Russell Moore. Here we are in a worldwide pandemic, in quarantine for the first time in our history. Small businesses are suffering. Child abuse is at an all-time high as worried parents are forced to stay home with their children. Children are confused as all their normal schedules and events are canceled and everyone is wondering, how long will this last and am I safe? Physical, spiritual, emotional, financial health, all of these are in question. People are asking, am I going to be okay? Is my family going to be okay? And I know I'm not the only citizen unable to see or hug or hold a parent locked away in a nursing home where the death rate of COVID-19 is 70% of our national total. This was an opportunity for the church to come alive, to stretch out her hand and remind our nation and our world that God is faithful and that Jesus alone holds the cure for what ails the human soul. This was our big chance to say to the world, look to Jesus, he's still here. And in the midst of fear and death and conflict and shortage and confusion, poor and broken Russell Moore the third most influential Southern Baptist leader on the planet, does a video reading in exile and his author choice is none other than horror fiction writer Stephen King. Yes, Stephen King, the writer of Carrie, Pet Cemetery, Bag of Bones, and The Shining. Stephen King, whose daughter is a Unitarian Universalist minister a church he attends. Stephen King, who suffers from depression and substance abuse, and who once wrote, you share your sickness in your writing. King, who admits that his insecurities created a plague of nightmares in which he saw his mother constantly laid out in a coffin, saw himself hanging from gallows with crows pecking out his eyes, and his anxieties include everything from terror of falling down a toilet to paranoia about deformity, death, and yes, even clowns. Stephen King has confessed in his autobiography that drugs such as LSD and cocaine, as well as alcohol, brought on his morbid creativity that has allowed him to write some of the darkest and most grotesque scenes in American literature, scenes that make Edgar Allan Poe look like children's literature. That's Stephen King. That's the author. Russell Moore recommends for Christians to be reading while we are in quarantine, or as he calls it, exile. He does a comprehensive book report on how much he loves King's writings and recommends his favorite Stephen King books. And of course, it's very important for me to mention here 
that king does deal with the battle between good and evil, light and dark, religion and the devil. But as King has admitted quite openly, in his books, evil usually wins. That's comforting. Quite honestly, I felt a lot like those minor prophets we studied these past few weeks, anguishing over ungodly leadership and priests who lead their flock down dangerous and demonic paths. Heartbroken, angry, disgusted, and sorely grieved, I wrote to poor Russell Moore. I wrote and I said, Russell, you're spiritually bankrupt. Of all the great books and works of literature we have access to, you selected demonic and dark Stephen King. Lord Jesus, help us. Russell, whatever happened to, quote, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. We're in a crisis, brother, and you're reading and recommending occult literature. Lord, have mercy on us. Of course, I didn't hear anything back from Russell Moore. I tried to explain to him that Rome is burning. Things look tough ahead. This is an actual crisis. Whether you think it's man-made or natural, it's a crisis nonetheless. And instead of words of comfort and biblical, eternal, lasting truths, we've got one of the top leaders of the world's largest Protestant denomination during the biggest crisis of my lifetime Instead of pointing the hurt, the perplexed, the confused, the lost, the fearful to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he's pointing them to Stephen King. All I can say is come quickly, Lord Jesus. This has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I hope you'll join me tomorrow on this live podcast. And in the meantime, try to stay away from Stephen King.